You're listening to The Broker's Terminal, a Mass Effect podcast. On this episode of The Broker's Terminal, we discuss LGBTQ representation in Mass Effect. Thank you for listening. This is The Broker's Terminal, a Mass Effect podcast. Happy Pride, Lexi. Happy Pride, Rachel. That's, yeah, that's nice. Um, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it's been a great month for you. I'm just kidding. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So, I just had to do that just to give Lexi a good laugh. So, um, oh, I know. Yeah, we're going to talk about all of the things today because uh, it's Pride Month. And uh, so, this mm-hmm. is a pretty good time to talk about the way that Mass Effect represents the LGBTQ community uh, in the games. But first, before we get into that, I know everyone, I just kind of built you up and I'm going to bring you down. But before we do that, uh, we are going to introduce a new segment that does not have a very cute intro yet, uh, yes. similar to Two Minute Defense, um, called Mass Effect Minute. And I'm going to have Lexi kind of give us a news update to start us off uh, that relates to the last episode. Yeah, so just a quick reminder, we kind of talked about the uh, current state of Bioware last time. Um, And since then, there's been a little bit of an update. Uh, So the Keyword Studios contractors at Bioware have successfully unionized. Big news. So the final unionization vote was 16 to 0, which was a shutout for the unionizing contract developers. Um, so basically, <clears throat> excuse me, the Keyword Studios of Edmonton, which is the Assembly of Keyword Studios employees, mostly doing uh, development support at Bioware Edmonton, uh, are now a unionized company following their unanimous vote. Um, so basically, uh, to start it off, um, this all began when contract employees at Bioware filed to unionize with the Alberta Labor Relations Board with the support of United Food and Commercial Workers Canada Union uh, under keywords Edmonton United. Um, the contractors that were voting for the unionization that uh, low wages and a sudden demand to end remote work had spurred them on to organize. Um, so it was clear that the 16 members had voted yes and zero had voted no. Uh, so now they're entering the bargaining stage with Keyword Studios to negotiate a contract. This is now the second major game industry union founded in the last month. And just a few weeks ago, the quality assurance workers at Activision Blizzard subsidiary Raven Software also voted to unionize. So. Um, They said that they're excited to move into bargaining with the employer and start towards a more equitable working situation. And they would like to thank the UFCW for all their support in helping them across this process. And they would like to thank the brave workers across North America who are fighting for a better workplace. We're here in solidarity with you. So, um, you know, this is kind of a good thing. Uh, I'm fully, uh, I stand with unions, you know, especially in the gaming industry where uh, crunch is a huge issue and uh, people being underpaid for their work. So hopefully, um, you know, other companies that work with Bioware uh, continue to take this step and that it all goes well. And that's our Mass Effect Minute. That's, oh man, we need some catchy thing to play. I know. Someone make us a jingle. <laughs> Momo, you're up. You will be compensated in uh, tremendous uh, puns and wit. Uh, thank you. Mm. Um, yeah, so uh, let's just roll right into the to the main topic, if 
we want. Are we good? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, let's do it. So to start off the conversation uh, regarding surrounding whatever word you want to use, uh, the LGBTQ plus representation in Mass Effect, we're going to start by just giving a brief overview, I guess, of canon representation across the games. Uh, so yes, this includes the fourth game. Just as a reminder, mm -hmm. Mass Effect 4 is not coming out. That's already out. Mass Effect, Mass Effect Andromeda, <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda uh, will be included in this conversation, as it should be in every Mass Effect conversation. Um, so I think we'll just right off the bat discuss... Uh, well, maybe we should save Liara. She's kind of complex, right? Because she's... Oh, no. It's, I would say it's included. Because no, no, it ties no, no. into she's the next... included. I was just wondering, mm. is, she, is she the only... Uh, the only main just like lost by uh, what are words? Yeah, the only main <laughs> the only main sapphic one, right? romance. Well, no, you could. There's Ash and Caden, but those are heterosexual options. Right, that's what for I'm the saying. So in Mass Effect One, she's the only LGBTQ yes. rep. Yes. All right, then I guess we got to start with her. <laughs> yeah, I was going to uh, say so. We we could, she's complex because of the the. Uh, discourse surrounding her gender or well yeah i think we can get so. into that though yeah. because okay. okay so with the we go back to 2007 mm -hmm. okay yes. that feels like forever ago yes um, how old were you in 2007 lexi i would have been 13 going oh on 14 yeah i know i was 17 um, going on 17 <laughs> uh so basically um you know, at the time uh, that Mass Effect 1 came out, uh, we were presented with uh, Caden, Ashley, Liara. Uh, but of course, um, if you were playing M-Shep, you were focused toward Ashley or Liara. And if you were Femship, it was Caden or Liara. Uh, and that game is notoriously bad for um, locking you into romance options, even if you were nice, like, one time. And uh, that's that's currently my issue with my M-Shep, who is my Miranda romancer, but uh, <laughs> I had to pick between Liara and Ash, and I did the cheesy option, and now I'm, I gotta tell Liara no. Anyway, um, so, you know, it was kind of very much pigeonholed into one or the other. Now, with Liara, uh, as we all know, uh, the Sari in Mass Effect are all female presenting uh, with breasts and, so and feminine voices and so on and so forth. Now... Canonically, the Asari are considered "quote unquote" monogendered, as in there is no gender divide um, to the Asari. They don't follow human gender conventions, but because this game is written by human beings, uh, they, they they do look like sexy ladies. They look like sexy ladies, right? So, to the non-gamer or even the gamers that don't read the lore, this is a gay option. This is you know, if you're femship, you can. Uh, start kissing a blue alien lady with boobies. So, um, <laughs> me and my three quarters of a white claw were not prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you know, um, and then I'm gonna talk about my one one part of this next point because it, it ties in. So, for those of you who may not have been around or didn't play Mass Effect back then, uh, there was a great Fox News debacle of 2007 that came with this game where. Uh, Fox News reported on Mass Effect because of the nudity, first of all. Um, they were pretty um, uppity about that because that was, if you recall, excuse me, Mass Effect 1, you do get to see a little bit of bare ass um, and implied boobies, but like... Bare as in like for... no clothes or bare as in... No clothes. Just kidding. Just making, just making <laughs> pride puns, you know? <laughs> uh, 
I see. No, uh, unfortunately, we don't have any gay bears. I'll be uh, here all night <laughs> for the duration of this podcast. Yes. And so we, you know, get a, a snippet of nudity in the sex scene, but there's nothing terribly explicit, really. Like, you know, it, it's still rated, I think. I don't remember if the originals were T for teen or M. It may be M because there's... Because of the nudity? No, because of killing humans. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so Fox News had this, like, whole video game, you know, as they do, uh, panicking about video games and what our uh, teenagers are consuming. <sighs> and that, by extension, um, you know, uh, <laughs> because Liara looked like a blue woman, uh, there was a bit of controversy at that time because back then, having anything openly gay uh, was still really... Uh, not kosher. I had to. You had to. I um, love it, dude. Like I had to. It was not kosher with most people. So it, you know, had a lot of controversy. Now, this will tie into our Mass Effect 2 discussion shortly, but just keep this in mind. So, you know, that was kind of our options. It was limited, but they were there. Then we go to Mass Effect 2. Now we get a much uh, broader cast of companions uh, who become romanceable. We have Miranda, Jack, Tally, Thane, Garrus, Jacob. Kelly, um, ooh, like, uh, leave my girl alone. <laughs> anyway, they put Jacob so, and Kelly in the same breath. I'm <laughs> booing for two. <laughs> so, and out of those, um, not one of them, Kelly. Well, Kelly, okay, but she's Kelly, not a full I, romance. She's not a full romance. She's kind of a fling um, that doesn't really go anywhere. Well, um, it's but the only right. Okay, I have, you have, <laughs> I have issues that? that are going to come up later. Okay, we'll come back to it. Um, but, you know, out of all of those seven that you could possibly romance, uh, there it is all very heterosexual, um, unfortunately. Is there any and in Mass Effect 2? Uh, un unless you're continuing a romance with Wrong Liara with in Shadowbroker. And it's not that, considered it. a romance in Mass Effect 2. No, you do not get the uh, Paramore achievement for that. I don't know if I've that. ever gotten that um, achievement. You should have if you romance Miranda. I've never romanced Miranda. You you did a Miranda romance video? I didn't get to the end of the, oh. that romance. Oh, well, I Speaking, see. Okay. I'm just going to interject for a second. Speaking of, oh, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, for those of you who can see our video, uh, this footage has been provided to us by the lovely Lexi. Uh, mm -hmm. I almost said what my dad's name for you is, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, the, the, the actual scene right now Lexi cannot see this. I can see it. Is the romance scene from Mass Effect 2. Oh, there you go. Miranda's boobs are out. <laughs> nice. Right now. Um, so, you know, with Mass Effect 2, there was kind of a step back because, as I said, with the uh, Fox News controversy, um, it is known that Bioware uh, decided to be more cautious uh, about what kind of romances they included and did not include uh, the originally planned um bisexual options uh for shepherd mm -hmm. so as far as i know um at least the ones for fem shop were supposed to be jack miranda and tally um and jack is especially egregious because they still left in the voice line where she talks about how she had a polyamorous relationship with a guy and a girl who ended up um uh, cheating her out of money or backstabbing her or something and whatever mm -hmm. and her voice actress courtney taylor was also has also expressed complete surprise that um she didn't end up being a bisexual option which by the way she retreats a lot of femshep jack art it's great 
Um, yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> she's a big fan. She's a big supporter of people who support that shit, mm-hmm. which is nice. Uh, Courtney, if you can ever come to our podcast, please, please. come to I'm our begging. podcast. I- I'm begging. We're literally, um, I'm on the floor right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. So we had these cut romances now. This is why uh, modders are able to kind of use some existing voice lines, um, which reminds me, I forgot to say, there are the voice lines for M. Shep Caden and Fem Shep Ash still in the game in Mass Effect 1. So that's why when you, if you flip the gender flag or use another mod that does it all for you, um, you will hear your respective Shepherd's voice actor have the full romance filled out and be in context. Whereas in Mass Effect 2, they only got so far before they stopped uh, filling in the lines. And so there'd be some blanks um, unless you use the mod. Uh, the one that I use in my video that some of you may be watching is from the More Gay Romances mod found on Nexus, um, where they took lines from other uh, romances or, or commentary and threw them in there to make something uh, comprehensive. So, you know, we get that. And then, um, you know, a few years later, finally, uh, BioWare kind of finally got a bit more, you know, after hearing, I'm sure, from fans that they felt uh, left out. And we got our first gay and lesbian character. Uh, we got Mr. Steve Cortez and Miss Samantha Trainer, um, who are the first uh, Mass Effect characters to be gay and lesbian. Um, and other than that, uh, we still just continue with, uh, oh, and, and of course, Caden uh, was uh, given his uh, bisexual card by the uh, writers to uh, help the, um, the boys out there who like boys uh, to have another option. Um, As they I'm should. still a, a little salty about the fact that Ashley didn't get the equivalent, yeah. but they kind of gave Ashley the short end of the stick as a whole for Mass Effect 3 did they? anyway. You think they did, Leslie? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We'll save that for another yeah. time. Okay. I could do a whole episode on Ashley. Anyway, um, so, you know, overall, obviously we see some changes go through these games, but all in all, you know, uh, for games at the time, we do see, uh, you know, at least there being options and representation, but when you do, when you have the, there's definitely charts out there that compare the options and availability for, um, you know, straight female, straight male, uh, gay male, gay female, uh, player characters and it just kind of goes from um you know straight guy straight girl gay girl gay guy uh in a very triangular shape of having very few options at the bottom you you know i think we i don't want to say we all but many of us uh can agree that the original trilogy has so many good things about it and Mm -hmm. i don't even want to say maybe for the time but I think, and we'll we'll do this a little bit later. Like I think they did some things really well when it comes to representation, and some things not so well. But if we fast forward um, to 2017 when Andromeda came out, mm-hmm. you know we see. Um, gosh, am I gonna really just like make this pun? Yes, I am. We see like a rainbow of characters, <laughs> <laughs> so good, uh, who um, are are you know representative of of this community. Um, there's multiple flings, mm-hmm. you know, you can have, which, you know, I, uh, you may go on your fling tangent when it comes to Kelly. We'll see if that we have time mm-hmm. for that. Um, but they have way, I, I don't want to say way, but in, 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 uh, comparison to the original trilogy, they, they have mm-hmm. a considerable more amount of, uh, options instead of just like, yeah. you get, you're this with this dude. 
and that's it. And you're with this yeah. lady if you're a lady, and that's it. Um, yeah. So uh, I think there's probably a number of our listeners right now who are like, but they should have probably also made certain characters in that game options either way too. Yeah. Cora. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> but, you yeah. know, it can't be perfect. But when you look at Mass Effect Andromeda, just in general, people who fit, mm -hmm. characters who fit into the LGBTQ um, bubble, Vetra, Reyes Vidal, Suvi, Gil, Jal, um, there's the news reporter Carrie, there's another Ingar, I don't remember her name, um, that you can meet on Aya. That's already seven. Yeah. I mean, that's, and I maybe forget, I don't know if I'm forgetting. Yeah, I, I, I haven't played, and I, I haven't played all the way through, so I don't remember, because I'm a dirty veteran romancer. Yeah, I don't think that I am. Um, but that's seven, like, and I think only, and we'll get into this conversation too, but I think only two of those characters are exclusively yeah it'd be gill and suvi gill and suvi yeah yeah um so i would say that they've come a long way rhyming uh yeah um considering and the other thing that i just wanted to mention too um when it comes to the representation in the games we focus a lot on what we can experience as the player like the romance that we can experience which makes sense because you know we're playing the games and wanting to experience that or not but there's also like background gaze <laughs> right <laughs> like i'm thinking specifically i think in mass effect 3 at, at one part of the game when you're walking uh through mm -hmm. um the citadel there's like this asari and her um, yeah and her partner, human partner and they're like talking about how it's kind of like tropey right but they're talking about mm -hmm. how to like have the human tell her her presumably male partner that she's not going to be with him anymore um but in in mass effect andromeda if i remember correctly it's it's a it's a little bit less tropey i think and it's kind of like normal conversation um and there's something that i'm i can't remember because where it's very similar i forgot what it is oh it's actually um uh i saw a video uh a probably a year or so ago about the show from the 90s called The Nanny, um, mm. which shout out to Fran Drescher. And someone, someone was doing a video about how in that show, it's just like commentary about gayness is like really casual. Like, oh, okay, mm -hmm. like this person has a wife and she's a lady and great, we're just going to move on. Where shows like Friends made it like, Chan like they used to joke about how Chandler was gay and how it was really bad. So like in Mass Effect Andromeda, I think that it's very just like, Oh yeah, my 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 husband and I, and you're like talking to a man, and it's not there's nothing tropey about yeah. it. Yeah, um, yeah, and if I recall correctly, in Andromeda, I know there was a little bit of drama around it, just based on I think the Gills plot. Well, Gills, but also there was um a trans NPC at some point. I think if I'm recall, I I have this vague memory, and the voice you, acting was or you something. You could be, you could be right. Um, I don't remember actually. Yeah, well, like I said, I haven't. I never finished it. Um, okay, yeah. Hanley Abrams is a transgender character in Mass Effect Andromeda, and while Bioware may deserve a pat on the back for an attempt at inclusion, the betrayal has caused more harm than good. Um, they went to change something about them. Uh, 
Yeah, so Haley Abrams uh, is the character, and it, oh, right, it's that in Abrams' portrayal is her freely acknowledging her dead name uh, to the writers. A dead name, of course, is the name that an individual has used to be called before they transitioned and can often be a, a sensitive issue as a source of pain and conflict before taking on a new life. Um, yeah, so it it's mentioned in an offhand comment to writer when Abrams mentioned why she left the Milky Way for Andromeda. Oh. It just felt that they didn't really that Bioware didn't really fully understand the transgender experienced or the issues involving uh, that. Um, however, they did, after some blowback, uh, change, and they uh, They had an officially official apology on April 5th of 2017. Um, and, uh... That's interesting. That they, I didn't know this. Yeah, I remembered that. And then, um... I was gonna say... Hanley will... Ahead, the, like the change is that the Hanley will only uh, reveal certain information to Ryder after they've developed trust together, and only if the player chooses to support her. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so yeah. That, okay. Yeah. You know, this reminds me too. Um, I didn't play The Last of Us two because I'm a wuss and I don't like zombies. But <laughs> yeah, they, there was similar pushback um, about a character mm -hmm. in that game who there's like a scene. Randa's like attacking Chef right now in your video, um, <laughs> uh, in a good way. Uh, there's a scene in The Last of Us 2 where a, a character is kind of confronted by their family and kind of and forced to hear their dead name and got kind mm -hmm. of the same pushback. Um, I don't know what... Who does that game? Naughty Dog? I think so. Naughty Dog. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they did anything about that or made any comments, yeah. but um, similar kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Thank you for sharing that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're, they're, it's like they... I think with Bioware, all in all, um, you know, it's, they have, it's like they take th three steps forward, but one step back, and I give them three because they have improved over the years, but then there's still usually something that uh, they can be critiqued on and, and can strive to improve, that uh, transgender character being one of them, um, which also, and we got to include, you know, all representation here, not just romances, but um, as far as I know, like there isn't a trans character in the Mass Effect series other than that NPC oh, I don't apparently. Think so. Oh well, no, and well in Bioware of course in Dragon Krem. Age there is Krem and um uh, Mayveris Talani who hopefully she's a Dragon Age for, but anyway, that's an aside. Um <laughs> I like I just but, like how you said it. Yeah, yeah. Um so you know they're they're lacking in that uh fashion also and you know um again that's like they have you know lgb q yeah. uh stuff but they don't necessarily have any the uh trans the t yeah um so it's uh, kind of you know again three steps forward but one step back and i say three like i said because I, I do give them leniency because they are doing more than most but sometimes when you know when i think about that whether it's related to t uh, mm. or uh, religious representation or, mm -hmm. you know, anything related to a minority. Um, you know, I wonder, is it because maybe they are hesitant to include it because they don't want to include it the wrong way? Do they not have someone on their team who can mm -hmm. assist them? Is it, you know, and the conversation about, well, it's time to hire people. That's, I fully agree with that. And I don't, we don't need mm -hmm. to go down that, but you know, that's sometimes my thought process is like, you know, why isn't there more representation of X, Y, and Z? And maybe it's just because they're choosing not to, because they don't want to get it wrong. 
Yeah, and you know, and and I've said, I think I've said this before, but it all comes down to who's in the writers' room. Yeah, I agree. and you know, mm -hmm. people who have the experience or identify that way. And it's not to say that, you know, you know, like, how do I word this? It's that you don't necessarily have to hit every checked box, but you should have people that have some generic experience, or at least people willing to do the research and talk to these uh, marginalized groups, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, before writing and putting things down to paper and going, okay, well, this is, you know, a general understanding of this community. I may not be a part of it, but at least I can understand it because I'm taking the work and doing the research, sure. you know. And, you know, I think the, the big thing too um, is just getting writers of all kinds um, and experiences in there instead of people of the same demographic. But that's what we can hope for in the future um, with other games and that, you know, things are constantly changing and having more representation is great, but it's also, you know, uh, be not being afraid to branch out to other things as well. Sure. Um, yeah. So I wanted to also just mention, we, we talked about Andromeda briefly. Also, Jaw was originally only a uh, femme writer. Mm -hmm. Um, but with again more pushback because once again they um, kind of left out the uh, gay and bi men of the world and, game, in gamers. If I can just interject, it yeah, also yeah. like I think my brother pointed this out to me, which you know kudos to to Radbro. Um, it didn't make any sense b based on like how the Angara do things that mm -hmm. he wouldn't that he would be. Well, that's not really fair, but. You know, because people like who they like, but it 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 fits in with the Angara culture that he would like it however he likes it. You know, it would just be limited. Yeah, like he'd be open to yeah, whatever. Right. Um. So again, you know, um, I think that also ties into again the distribution of representation because again, if you find a chart with all the romance options and who they're available to, you know that uh, if you are playing a male um, protagonist who likes other men your options are extremely limited and i feel this is going to tie really well um into sort of what they do well and what needs uh improvement which we've been kind of talking about yeah. but is two main issues kind of on the other end of the spectrum and one of which is fetishization mm -hmm. and the other one is um just neglect of representation so i'll start with that one uh again this ties into a lot of um gaming companies um catering to the cis straight het or sorry um cis straight white men uh who play these games and you know kind of what they want and what they want to see which is why arguably there are many 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 uh female options for male shepherd um and very few for a gay male uh shepherd and you know i think there's this issue of catering to straight men um who are not who not only enjoy romancing women but then also and this is the kind of caveat here that's important to talk about the caveat of straight men playing as female characters and romancing women who like to fetishize us yay um it's right. a big issue in a lot of the portrayals in in the very few uh lesbian romances we do get um, Liara's not so much because hers is a main romance and also it's more or less, it's the same regardless of Shepard's gender. Correct. Good point. Correct. Good point. Um, however, Kelly. Kelly's, 
<laughs> romance uh, after you start befriending her and kind of flirting with her and getting her to feed your fish. Uh, if you go past that point, uh, in the post-game, uh, after the suicide mission, you can get a little um, sexy dance from her where she's dressed in one of the uh, afterlife dancer outfits. Um, but, and I, can, I know it's available for both shepherds, it is very catered to the male gaze. It's very catered to, you know, what uh, traditionally people assume heterosexual men like. And so you're just switching out uh, the shepherd player model at that point. There's no... It's it's just it's very straight gaze. That's that's all it is. It's fetishization mm -hmm. um, and just throwing femship in there for the sake of quote unquote equality. Now, that said, um, I adore Samantha Trainer. I adore Alex Wilton Regan. She acted her heart out because she also has two mums, and so she knows you know she was doing justice for that role. We love her. Um, she uh, Alex, uh, you also please please come on join down us on the yeah. show. Please, I'm begging. Please. Um, maybe when you're done you. with Dragon Age uh, stuff, <laughs> yeah, come uh, come hang out with us while while you're waiting for Dragon Age Four to drop. Anyway, um, great storyline about her romance. You know, kind of wanting a normal white pick fence, kids, dogs. Great domestic uh, thought for after the war. Love that. However. When it comes to her sex scenes, uh, the first one being that you can hook up with her in Shepard's shower, which I wish they brought back nudity for Mass Effect 3 because Shepard walking into a shower fully clothed <laughs> is so ridiculous. That's and some, it's like funnier, middle school shit. Right? And yeah. it's even funnier if they're wearing like a, a full uniform or like I, I mod in the leather jacket. So like this bitch is walking in wearing a leather jacket and jeans and leather shoes. Right into the shower and sam is also in her underwear taking a shower um and then pair that with the citadel uh dlc where once again she's using your um, bath fixture she's using the hot tub this time and you have a little uh tete-a-tete -tete in uh in the hot tub and so you know to most people they're not going to think about it it's like oh okay they just happen to line it up that way but when you really look at it it's kind of a fetishization of having shower sex and it's really weird and really fetishy and really male gazy. And once again, um, I'm sorry for ruining that for any uh, trainer romances out there that didn't think about it like that, but here we are. Um, and that's, you know, one problem is that, and I've talked about this on my Tumblr too before, but it's like, oh, you guys have options. You have no right to complain. Well, yeah, we have options, but there's really some weird aspects to it. And it's kind of like, <laughs> we can still ask for better. You know, and, and I think, you know, if they can actually get a sapphic person, like woman to be on the writing team for the romances, I mean, hire me, hire me. <laughs> um, that would be great. Uh, hire her, hire her. But, you know, it's just these things that, you know, on one hand, they need to include more options for the men loving men community, but, and for the women loving women, I think we need to work on what exists and make it not weird because, and, and, you know, to speak to Andromeda, that's, Vetra's romance, super cute. There was, but, it was. You know, I wonder if there's a deeper conversation about, hmm. like, like you said, you know, Liara's. There's things in it, I think, that are catered to to the male gaze. Mm -hmm. But I do think that maybe because of Liara's character, she's not like as super sexualized in the game. Mm -hmm. Super fetishized mm -hmm. is, is a better word, I think. Um, and same for Vetra. 
just for an update for you there, Lexi, um, we are now getting a body uh, pan of Miranda's red dress. Um, you're welcome. So, um, uh, but with Vetra, right? Like, mm-hmm. I would vent. Uh, she, well, I can't even say this because she she's an alien. So my so my my mm-hmm. thought is like, they're not humans. So maybe mm-hmm. Bioware was like, well, we can get away with making it less for the male gaze because they're aliens, right? Like, yeah, and you know, I think there's also things to talk about in terms of again, uh, Bioware, stop making your human female companion straight. I'm tired of falling for every single one of them. Well, tired my, of it. That's kind of what I I'm know. saying. Right? Like, <laughs> oh, I know. And yeah. that's, you know, I think it's kind of the safe option because like, look what happened to Ashley. She, uh, they, to quote the ME3 art book, they let her hair down and gave her sex appeal as if she wasn't already attractive in Mass Effect 1, but they had to make her all glammed up and looking like Miranda. I mean, I love Miranda, but they gave her more makeup and made her very out of character. Uh, for who she is to appeal to the male gaze mm-hmm. like they literally said that so you know they try to have a romance option specifically catered to them even though it doesn't matter because if you're playing a male character you can romance like it doesn't matter you can still romance them if they're bi um you know but people are greedy like little babies so you know <laughs> I, I just hope that for the future when they when they do this that they can change things up uh instead of following a pattern um, which I think kind of ties into our uh, conversation regarding canon sexualities versus being player sexual. So I know that I spoke about this in one of our previous episodes. I don't remember which one. Mm-mm. Don't ask me. I do not know. Um, <laughs> and I think that I spoke about how I would prefer, I'm going to circle back around, how I would prefer if it was all player sexual, I think is mm-hmm. what I said. Because you yes. Know, then, then I can walk around and be like, Miranda, I choose you, uh, or you know, um, uh, <laughs> Lexi was like really trying to get me to not get distracted because she looked like she was sorry, sneeze, and then I yeah, anyway. yeah, my nose was all stuffy. I was trying not to snort on no, it's okay. Mic. I it made me laugh, and that was good. Um, or I can walk up to Caden and be like, Great, hey Caden, let's do the thing. Yeah, whatever. Um, well, bang, okay. Yeah, well, bang, okay. Um, <laughs> nice, perfect. Uh, but I do think, and I still agree with that. I think that should mm-hmm. be the case in 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 most games where you get to create the protagonist. I think that that just feeds into like what you're doing. You want to play The Witcher Three, where you take on the role of a character. I I personally think you have to just deal with whatever they write the character as. But mm-hmm. in terms of a okay, I get to pick who I am. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, well, and that's, do, you know, yeah. I was going to say, like, uh, they've done it, Bioware has done it before with Dragon Age 2, uh, with the exception of Sebastian, but um, the main four romances don't care what Hawk's gender is. Yeah. They they don't care. Now, I think, with that being said, I'm going to go to the other side, because uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the time I can, <laughs> Kasumi just, like, appeared and reappeared, that was great, because uh, I can, I feel like I'm pretty good at... Um, Seeing things from both sides, joke, joke, joke. Mm-hmm. So um, I uh, I do think that there's value in characters across mediums having an orientation, right? Mm-hmm. Like having a preference. Um, but I, again, I think that it is it should be based on the player experience. When it comes to gaming, certainly, and you're being given the option 
to create a character. Mm-hmm. It should be fully driven by what the character is doing. Yeah, you know what the what the excuse me what the player wants to do. Now again, yeah. if you're playing a game like Horizon Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West are bad examples because there's no um, romances. But mm-hmm. if you're playing a game like that or like Witcher. Um, for some reason, Bioshock Infinite came to mind, even though there's no romances. But you're, my point mm-hmm. is, you're playing a game with a defined An established character, yeah. then fine. Okay, and then you know, I'll talk about Witcher because I played Witcher. Like you, you, you romance Yennefer. Yennefer's preferences matter because she's a character who exists in this world, um, and you're a character that exists in this world that you're just taking on. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just my thought on it. Uh, I think that there are people in the Mass Effect community who would say, like, well, it doesn't matter, you know, what you want to do. The characters are the characters. I also can take a third standpoint and say, like, they're fictional characters. Like, who the fuck cares? But, um, you know, like, they're going to mm-hmm. be written how they're written. But in a game, uh, just, just you know, in a game where you, get, you know, get to make all the decisions, why limit it? Mm-hmm. Why limit that? Exactly. And, you know, another example of um, player sexual is uh, Fallout 4. Now, I realize, you know, that one's not necessarily, like, cutscene heavy. um, But, you know, uh, you have any... uh, All of them, I believe, are just open to the the sole survivor. There's no um, specific uh, requirement to be a guy or a girl. Um, It's just all about getting the companionship score up. Yeah. You know? I think that and that it, works just fine. It's not quite the same. I don't wait in Fallout Four. Do, is there a does the protagonist have a voice? Yes, um, Courtney Taylor, Jack's voice oh, actress, the... does the female soul survivor, okay. and then I don't remember who plays the guy. Because I was gonna say in Skyrim, it doesn't matter. No, you can as long as somebody another is, Bethesda game. Yeah, as long as somebody is marryable. Um, yep, you can you can marry whoever you want. Shout out to Ayla the Huntress, my first love. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's just kind of my thought. It sounds like Lexi agrees. Um, it just doesn't make sense to me why you wouldn't, um, give the player full autonomy. Yeah. It can't be that hard to code, right? Like there's already, there's already by characters in the game. Just make everybody by character, by everyone. Exactly. Like the, the biggest thing that they would have to do, and this is what comes up when you, um, do a lot of the gay modding is just making sure that the models are like the the male female models are will line up with the romance sure. so like for example if you notice in my video uh, in the background there's some scenes especially oh, like shoot. the citadel kiss yeah. where shepherd's just a little too short um for what was you know because for some reason they made uh mass effect 3 male shepherd look like a freaking dorito man um instead of you know his regular size and femship really tiny with little noodle arms and a fat ass um but anyway <laughs> <laughs> uh you know or That's or fun fact if you um if you do a modded romance to smooch ashley uh as femship not only in the final romance scene will she snog your nose um sometimes male ship's voice comes out of femship <laughs> it's really funny is that um, still true in the legendary edition did you do that i don't or? know because you i haven't very focused I know. I haven't done a Femme Shepley uh, romance yet because there is the more, like, the gay romances for Mass Effect 1 that reestablish or reinserts the uh, recorded voice lines. I don't know if they've got the third one out yet. 
Okay, fair. So, mm -hmm. could happen. I know if you do the gender switch for Legendary, I'm pretty sure it still happens. Maybe. I don't know. Because it's I probably the same mod, just like upgraded. Yeah, well, I didn't. So, in my original trilogy days, I didn't um, use it. There wasn't a mod for it. I just flipped the gender flag oh, in the saved editor. And then, therefore, it flipped the romance flag and it worked. But, um, again, alignment issues. Um but the modder, if they're doing a third one, if it's out or not, they may be trying to correct that a little bit. Gotcha. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fun fact. But, you know, I think all in all, like I said, back to my point of it being like three steps forward, one step back, like there's good things, lots of good things, but there's still lots that can be improved upon that I think just need a finer tuning. And then, you know, and, and kind of segueing into our, our, our next uh, point of hoping for the next Mass Effect game for me, I hope they do more like they do in Andromeda, have more options and have, you know, uh, some romances that are just kind of side romances, so to speak, or like flings. I think having a variety is good, especially when you're spending so much time with uh, interacting with characters, but also having options, you know, like maybe your character just only does hookups, you know, like sometimes, maybe you... sometimes you just need a good hookup, you know? Yeah. I do know. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, I fully agree. And, you know, just to comment very quickly, I did in my most recent playthrough of Andromeda the um, hookup with Carrie, the mm -hmm. Asari, who's the news reporter. It was great. It was cute. And, like, I, it felt like they learned from, from Kelly uh, mm -hmm. a little bit. And um, it was really nice. I really liked it. Uh, and I, yeah. I strongly encourage uh, Bioware to continue doing that. Yeah, um, and uh, also Bioware, if you're going to get someone like Natalie freaking Dormer, please, please let, let us, us romance, romance her. <laughs> for, for God's sakes. Don't hire somebody who's like an A-list actor and uh, then not let us romance their character. Like, I'm who are you? going back into the, through this at a later date, and I'm pulling <laughs> that audio and using us saying <laughs> that at the same time as some kind of silly thing. Great. Right. But totally. And also, though, can I just mention, since we're talking mm -hmm. about it, there is tension there. I mean, there is tension between you and Lexi. <laughs> Other Lexi. Other Lexi. Lexi Tapero. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's wild that you can't romance her, quite frankly. Your shepherd would yeah. never wear underwear like this. I know. I need I need a modder to make a sport like a, a good looking sport Let's bra and some boxer shorts. Let's like can it. someone I'll pay you. I'll I got like twenty bucks, man. I'll pay you. <laughs> I got at least twenty bucks. At least twenty bucks. Um um but you know, and I guess, and one other thing now that I've said that, I think one other thing that does need improvement, and I am going to say this even though we're getting towards the end here. That's okay. All of the female romance options in both uh Mass Effect and Dragon Age. Uh, who could be romanced by other women are all feminine. They're all very much explicitly Agreed. super feminine or Agreed. like mostly feminine. Except and I, think I would the... say except for Vetra, right? Well, okay, Vetra's a Turian though. I know. That's why I was going to say before. It doesn't maybe... really. Yeah, but I'm just saying like. like for her personality, I think, is less. Uh, okay, we can move on. I'll leave her on the fence. <laughs> but I think the thing is, is that the at least the human women, they're all feminine. Um, you know, I'm still not over Cassandra Pentagast, who looks as butch as she does being a, a straight option. And then the and egregious Cora. part is that 
um, you know, you can still flirt with Cassandra as a female Inquisitor yes. up until a certain point, and then you get the whole, oh, I don't like you like that, but we can still be friends. Like, right. why were I lived through that too many times in my it's, life? I don't need it in my video game. It's the fur. It's like Pan Am. <laughs> oh, Pan Am. Oh. Pan Am. What could have been? Oh. Oh. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> we're still salty today. About, so cute. I know. I know. Same um, brain. So um, we're still salty about Cyberpunk a little bit, which is also another game that um, had options, but we thought there would have been way more options, and there was there wasn't. Um, but anyway, I just think that also going forward, that people like me who look like me should be represented and not just called stereotypes because quite frankly i'm tired of being cold that being butch and being uh, being a stud and being masculine however you want to uh, identify is uh, a stereotype because of something that you know came up in the 90s when people would call us slurs and uh you know be like oh that's such a lesbian in a bad way you know i want us to have the masculine representation that isn't just um leia delaria playing big boo on Orange is the New Black. Who I think had a lot of stereotypical, like, things well, attributed yeah. to her character, right? Yeah. Though but we, we she, could have but she herself was also playing the character, you know, willingly. It wasn't Sure, that... that's fair. Okay, I'll give you that. Good point. But, like, point. you know, when you ask people, like, who do you think, like, like, where, would they, they claim there's all these butches, and it's like, okay, so name them. Nobody. Go on. There's no name them. They they can't. No, they cannot. Other than Big Boo, You're in the last right. twenty years, they can't. So I think that's just one important note, and that's my point for what representation means to us is that seeing myself mm -hmm. represented. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, I usually have preferences for other like for I like feminine women in my own life. So of course, I usually tend to gravitate towards those <laughs> Miranda. Um, and I'm but but also it would just be nice. To no, for, absolutely. Have it someone be, look like me as listen, a romanceable character. I'll just piggyback on that. Mm -hmm. uh, people have heard me say this and and have seen me type it. I like my women hard, my men soft, you know? So, like, I wouldn't be upset if, <laughs> if there was someone who looks like you in a game, right? And then I get to participate in that, right? That would be great. Mm. And so, like, yeah, I fully agree. And, I, you know, I think... Um, we have a plan to talk about the character customization uh, as an entire episode, but I think we can, you know, talk a little bit about how the, maybe the representation that was finally mm -hmm. added into the character customization in Andromeda and then brought into the Legendary Edition um, yeah. allows players to even more insert themselves and, 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 oh, whether, exactly. and I'm speaking from experience here, you know, whether to um, represent themselves maybe you know carbon copy or represent part of themselves that they don't get to experience every day uh and they get to you know insert parts of them that they don't have the opportunity to mm -hmm. to let out fully yeah you guys can't oh, see I me agree. smiling but i'm smiling <laughs> and um, um yeah yeah and you know and i think i'm gonna again guys play mass effect and drama if you haven't uh one big thing that i love that they did and i hope they bring back is uh unlocking the gendered uh hair options they, i and the makeup and the facial mm -hmm. hair i don't know if they did facial hair but i know they did the makeup I too i don't think they did facial hair okay. but they did do makeup right yeah. so i think you know unlocking all the different hairstyles for any player player's gender i think is great or you know and even taking a step further um in a game like Saints Row, 
where you can customize your character to have whatever voice uh, that they've ha they've provided. So, um, you know, you can have a male sounding voice, a female sounding voice. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your character looks like. They can have a traditionally masculine body or a traditionally feminine body or something in between. Um, you know, there's so many options that they're, they can do if they put the effort in. And I think going forward, I think that's the best route because that gives players options. Yeah, and, and same and with Cyberpunk. I was going to say, not to start <laughs> not to start a controversy, um, because Cyberpunk did many things not related to this topic, but just in general, a lot of things not great. Um, mm. But in my opinion, and you know, I've talked to friends who are trans and and you know, non-binary, uh, mm -hmm. and they have said that the the character creation for Mass, uh, excuse me, for Cyberpunk w was probably the one that they felt the most seen. Mm -hmm. and, and the ability to to feel like they are actually in a in a video game, yeah. um, and so it's possible, it's doable. Um, mm -hmm. I think, I do think that sometimes we, and I'm including myself in this, even though I mm -hmm. sometimes say I don't get all soapboxy, we have a tendency to be like kind of shitty to men uh, in the gaming community, but in the circles that I run in. Um, that include men, which I know is shocking that I would include myself in circles <laughs> with men. Um, nobody, none of those men complained mm -hmm. about that aspect of cyberpunk. When I right. think that our initial response would be like, oh, men would hate this because blah, blah, blah. They were like, no, nah, it's great. Like, totally. Yeah. Like, I could, maybe they were being dudes about it and being like, I can be a a guy with a with tits or something. But they weren't like that anyway. But my point is like... I don't think that that would be something that Bioware would be worried about crushing sales mm -hmm. the way that they're worried about a female lead, which is like, like a whole different thing. Yeah. Um, so I think it's doable, and I think it's time for a game like like Mass Effect, where seemingly Mass Effect Next would include your ability to create your own character. Mm -hmm. It's time for them to give us more, more options. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and you know, do, and the and thing it's doable. is, that's the, that's oh, it's one hundred percent doable. If the, they just the kicker is that it's the doable. effort, you yeah, know. Absolutely. And I think the thing is, is being able to hear that from fans and being able to go, okay, like we can make this happen. Other games make it happen all the time, mm -hmm. you know. And obviously, Cyberpunk had not safe for work elements to it, but even so, uh, I think even just being able to pick a body type, yeah, you could um, have no, you could have no parts. They did that too. Yeah, I mean, you can yeah, do whatever you, you want. Know? Having a body, even just, you know, regardless of genitals, but just having, being able to pick what kind of body type yeah. you have and the body shape. And like, I think body sliders would be great because then that way you can have a character that's representative even more so of yourself. Well, and that's kind of what they did in Inquisition, right? It was a slider. Not for the no. body, just for the face. Enough. Just, well, there were sliders for the face, but there wasn't, like, you had to have the same body type. Uh, oh, the only okay. differences was between the species, so between okay, humans, elves, dwarves, canari. Yeah, yeah. Okay, my bad. Um, Continue. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think that, you know, going forward, there's definitely a lot that they can change to have a representation. And again, my biggest things would be body sliders, uh, unlocking, not gender-locking hair. Um, Fully agree. Or makeup. Fully agree. Or even facial hair. Yeah. Um, Fully agree. I and, think in, uh, in, in Cyberpunk, they did not lock facial hair. I don't remember, but I feel like you're right. I think you could just do whatever the fuck you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, if you wanted to grow out your lady stash, you were more than happy to do it. 
sidebar, they didn't handle romances very well, but that's a whole other but, podcast. Um, yeah, but anyway, yeah, we'll yeah, start I our, think... our, our cyberpunk uh, side blog. Yeah, but <laughs> if you want a cyberpunk episode, um, we need like a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, but a lot. Um, um, get us more next Patreon uh, yeah. set. We'll we'll do one At for you. Fifteen Patreon <laughs> members. We'll do a cyberpunk <laughs> episode. Um, but yeah, no, I think that the representation for me, like, just not to piggyback on what you're saying, I think it's super mm-hmm. important to have characters, NPCs who look like us, mm-hmm. be part of it. But I think that for me, the thing that matters the most is like the character I get to be. Yeah. How much of m- me or a character who I want to create is autonomous. That's what I, yeah. that's what I think matters most in, in terms of representation. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and, you know, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I was going to just say, you know, you and I sit here and lament uh, about all of the, the, the ladies we can't canonically, um, mooch, uh, mm-hmm. and it's kind of bullshitty. Yeah. Now I'm very happy with Liara. Liara and I are meant to be, and <laughs> that's great. But like my OG couldn't have just mooched Miranda. Would have been fine, right? Been yeah. Good. Yeah. Exactly. Like, would have had to would have had to turn her down, and that's bad. And Mass Effect Three uh, from Miranda, but <laughs> uh, it's okay. My plan, by the way, is to play Mass Effect One again, Romance mm. Liara. Put the put the mod on for Mass Effect Two, Romance Miranda not have the mod in Mass Effect 3 so I don't have to break up with her and then <laughs> good luck. Godspeed. Does it um, work? I don't know. We're going like, to find out next time. I don't know. Um, Rachel but... plays Mass Effect. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I think just all in all, kind of finishing it up, uh, the biggest thing though, of course, with any representation is good representation. Believe you me. know, you don't want something that's full of um, overused tropes or you know barrier gaze now obviously they don't usually do that to companions unless you're playing a suicide mission like mass effect 2 but that's um, not really a barrier gaze that's like no, a no that's up. just a barrier yeah you fucked up yeah you fucked up, you fucked um, up. oh shit but uh you know just having good quality queer characters mm-hmm. i think in the end of the day is what we're going for what i want most and as you said, being able to represent yourself, but also being able to romance characters that are written just as well. Like, you know, I know there's a lot of people that, myself included, that kind of go, God, Liara got a lot of content. But for but but on the caveat of that, having a sapphic romance with a lot of content when there's hardly any other sapphic romances is fine. It's fine. Because at least it's there, you know? Um, I'll pick Miranda every day, all day, but... Otherwise, without mods, I have to romance her with a guy, you know, and that's a big part of that. So, you know, I think, and and, and Liara was my first romance, as we all know, when I've, my very first time playing it on Xbox. So it does have a special place in my heart. That's why my first uh, Legendary Edition playthrough, I romanced her again with Alice Shepard. And it brought back a lot of feels, but I just hope that we can have more quality. Yeah. As well as quantity. Like, Like, make it better bioware thank you well thank you for coming to our ted talk um yeah no this is great i always value your insight on this topic um because you're smart and um yeah thanks for sharing
Happy Pride, everyone. Happy Pride. If you liked this podcast, please rate, like, and comment on your platform of choice. To show further support, you can follow us on Twitch, Twitter, and subscribe to our channels on YouTube. Everything discussed today will be archived on the Broker's Terminal. After all, all of the Galaxy secrets are at the Shadow Broker's fingertips.